The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And the Raiders defeated the, well, <laughs> dysfunctional Giants 24-17. That and more here on show 499. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the beating down of the dysfunctional Giants. <laughs> they are jacked up. Now 2-10, and ten, and the coach fired, and a general manager gone. Yeah, we should have won this game, and we did. A pregame for... Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Or who I like to call them, the condiments, mustard yellow, mayonnaise white, and of course, ketchup bread. I love the condiments. They can't talk back when you call them the condiments. Um, you always get a laugh. I always do anyway, and it is funny. <laughs> We're going to Sparrowhead. Better beat these fools there. If we do, Andy Reid is toast. That and the bone line should wrap this show up, folks. I'm feeling good. The weather's good. Man, what can you ask for? Merry frickin' Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Man, this festive time of the year. I just love the Raider Nation. I mean, the games just get better in the winter. That's all I gotta say. Let's just get to the show. On a beautiful football Sunday, the Oakland Raiders defeat the New York Giants, who were absolutely, um, talk about a bad organization, they were very bad. You know, Eli got benched, like I said on the last show. The game was good, I mean, Lynch ran pretty good. He had a 51-yard run for a touchdown. Uh, he was busting loose. I want him to do this every game. Why does Marshawn Lynch come out of the football game? He'll he go with us here. He got hurt after the big Yeah, his well, hamstring. He, looked yeah. like he was he tweaked his he leg, Pop. That's what I, I was, was wondering. But, but yeah. even still, Pop, they seem like they take him out a lot. He retired, Bill. He didn't play all. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> he does have fresh legs going down the stretch I here. I don't give no. <laughs> this is the stretch, okay? Now I know the Giants. They're in disarray. Locker room's a mess. Uh, I mean, Geno Smith was horrible. He was like, you know, Geno's frozen pizza rolls. Is what I was kept saying. The guy is never going to be a quarterback. McAdoo. McAdoo-doo-doo. <laughs> doo got doo-dooed on by his own organization, fired after this game. The Raiders 
are the the last, I guess what, uh, nail in the coffin for McAdoo and the general manager, Reese, who I was surprised about because he won two Super Bowls for these guys and they cut him loose. Wow. Take a look at Reggie. (laughs) Two Super Bowls, Reggie, and he lost his job. Huh. Anyway, long story short, the Raiders played pretty well. I mean, uh, Washington got a rushing touchdown. Uh, the game was was re- actually played pretty well by the receivers we had. Um, our defense played good enough. Mack got a couple of a good uh, sacks in there. Slot right. Ingram runs a route. Smith got sacked from behind. Sack fumble. Khalil fumble. took the ball away. Khalil ripped it right out of his arms. I remember a couple of weeks ago on this very show, the Raiders just came back from Mexico City. It was a disaster, and they wound up firing a defensive coordinator a few hours after that game, and it just might have saved the Raiders' season. Gino lifts his right leg, takes the snap. They blitz T.J. Carey. Bruce Avery got a snap, a strip sack from behind. Navarro Bowman should have the ball. The Raiders take the ball back. And that play right there, Low and uh, Romo is a big reason why I love John Pagano. And you know, John, you've been uh, talking in my ear for years. To, uh, you know him in San Diego, Low. Just that that blitz, when he blitzed from the corner, T.J. Carey forced their tackle to fan out to block T.J. Carey. Nobody laid a finger on Bruce Irvin. He went right a direct line to Geno. So you play 10 games this year. You wind up with 14 quarterback sacks, the last two the Raiders have a five and a three. They had three more. They're getting the ball taken away. Are we all on board now with the change of defensive coordinator firing Ken Norton Jr. and at last hiring John Pagano? <laughs> what took so long? You know, it's about respect in this league. And unfortunately, you know, the Raiders, it might have been too late because they lost to Denver earlier this year, only giving up, allowing 17 points. And you lost to San Diego. It could cost the Raiders, and offense still has to get going. But what I like about John, I've been knowing John since 1992, 93, when I was with the Saints. And I remember messing with him, and he was, you know, holding the cards in the clipboard, but knew this guy was going to be special. But the biggest thing is, what is? it's not that the guys are playing any different or playing any harder. What it is, Pop, on certain plays, you'll watch John Pagano understands what's happening with Cleo Mack. If the guard's uncovered, Cleo Mack will be beating his tackle. The guard will dual read. He would block the Mike linebacker, and he'll dual read and come back and help chip on, on Cleo Mack as well as the running back. What John has done, he said, no more of that. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. You know what we're going to do? We're going to walk up a linebacker right over that guard, and we're going to have a guy over him. So now it's no way that you're going to have anybody can double him. So what Pagano's done I'm always a firm believer, if all things being equal, players make plays, but coaches make decisions that can help determine outcome of the game, and that's what Pagano's doing by scheme Let, and by making guys block man-to-man and allowing Cleo to beat guys I need, one-on-one. I need to keep us all a little bit honest here. Geno Smith and Paxton Lynch. Let me just yeah, let, let's come back to earth here. I, I like what I've seen, too. Uh, it was really good by our defense. But like I say, our team looked great against a absolutely imploding organization at 2-9, and nine, now 2-10. and 10. We were those guys. We have been those guys. So I expected the Raiders to win this game um, by more than this. But I'll take the W. But it wasn't like it was some supersonic victory. You know, looking across the field, you could see... Eli's not coming. No, Eli didn't come. 
but he sure was pouting. He was walking the sidelines. <laughs> Very upset man. And, you know, McAdoo looked like he had a noose around his neck all day. It was an ugly game on their side. Um, I guess they did their best, but their best was not a good enough. Now the Raiders are 6-6 six and six and tied. Well, not really, but I guess we could say we're tied with San Diego, Kansas City, and, um, I mean, Denver's out. <laughs> Denver, Denver is also a team with some issues. I'm not saying that we don't have any, but I'm saying ours are not affecting the team at this time. So, good win, Raiders. I mean, it was a beautiful day. Tailgate was off the chain. Saw some great people. Saw Randy and Lisa, which was really very cool. I haven't seen them for so very long. It warmed my heart, honestly. I haven't seen my brother, Randy, who does this show. I don't get to see him anymore. You know, from seeing him every Sunday, um, you know, it's been a long time. So it was, uh, it was very cool to see my brother, Randy, out there at the tailgate. Saw Houston Raiders Steve and a plethora of Raider locals um, and some Los Angelinos. We had some, some people from all over. What an amazing tailgate, amazing fun before this victory. It's always good when the weather is just like it was. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. So, good win, Raiders. You know, nothing that I didn't expect. We all expected it. Yet, you know, these days you're not quite sure. Good win. And that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> yes, the Raiders travel to Kansas City, Missouri, to the dreaded Sparrowhead Stadium. And really, it's a really nice place. It's a beautiful place to see a football game. If you get a chance to go there, I mean... Uh, There'll be plenty of fans in the house. Trust me. The autumn wind is a pirate. Raider Nation shows up huge in Kansas City. If you haven't gone, spend a dollar, man, and get your ass to a game in Kansas City. It is worthy. Uh, The fans are crazy. Uh, The Kansas City fans are very cool. And it is really... A great place for a tailgate. I, I really enjoy myself there. And uh, like I said, the Raider Nation. I mean, Raider Dan from KC. <laughs> Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Oh, my gosh. Lots of fans, lots of fun. If you can get there. I mean, the entire Midwest shows up uh, for that contest. And I love it. It's worthy. And this contest is humongoid. Yes, I said it. This is a make-or-break game, and I've said it before, but oh my gosh. These are the titans of the AFC West. I mean, San Diego's no joke either, but we got to handle this business this week, or we can just forget about it. 
Yeah, and you just look at the schedules. I mean, the Chargers have Washington this week at home. They got to go to Arrowhead, and then they got to go to New York to play the Jets. Then the New Year's uh, uh, Eve day game they host against the Raiders. Uh, and Kansas City's got the Raiders, the Chargers, both at home. Miami, then at Denver. Just, I mean, all roads are going through Arrowhead here, Romo. I mean, they, they've got in back-to-back weeks. They've got both teams they're tied with right now coming to Arrowhead. But we got to handle this business this week, or we can just forget about it. I mean, because we don't have enough wins to wild card our way in the AFC. Trust me. So we have definitely got to get the W on Sunday. That's going to be cold, but it's going to be really hot for Andy Reid. He looks like he's been running into walls because he's been so stressed out. <laughs> the guy can hardly contain himself. He's having some problems. From 5-0 and oh to 6-6 six and six is a bad scene. It's bad for any coach. They start ca- calling for his head. They start calling for Alex Smith's head. The locker room is imploding. Andy Reid, okay, get this. Marcus Peters throws, gets gets a penalty last game against the Jets, which they lost to, by the way. Picks up the yellow flag and throws it into the stands. Huge penalty, of course. And Andy Reid got his panties so much in a bunch, and I guess he's just lost the locker room. He tries to tell everybody he hasn't, but trust me, it's lost, like lost in space, <laughs> totally. Because Peters, I mean, the NFL didn't suspend him, but Andy Reid did. And you know what? This is this bears a lot of familiarity, just like uh, Macadoo benched Eli Manning. That was a ba- very bad move, and this might prove to be a, a very bad move <laughs> for Andy Reid if the Raiders defeat the uh, Chiefs. So it's funny that Andy Reid spent 100% of his pre-Raider game press conference talking about Marcus Peters, their meeting, uh, how private it was, and how it's nobody's business. Um, before I get on to talking about Oakland, uh, I was asked about Marcus Peters, and uh, um, I've done a lot of thinking and come to the conclusion I'm going to suspend him for, for this game. Um, he'll be back the following week and, um, there, there's, I, I, I'm not going to get into detail on it. I, I did have an opportunity to talk to Marcus and, um, and the, some of the players and, um, I've got a good locker room. I fully trust them that, that we'll, we'll, we'll be okay there. And, um, um, so, um, you know that that's that's where we're at, and I know you guys uh, you'd asked, and I I feel that I need to give you a heads up on that. So, but I can't get into detail. Um, with that, we we look forward to the challenge of, of playing Oakland. We know they're a good football team. We've already uh, played played them this year, so we we, we know, um, and um, our guys are ready to have a good week of practice, focus in, and uh, get their scheme and and uh down and and our scheme down that we're going to go against them with and and uh and perfect that and get ready to play a good game at home in arrowhead it'll be good to be back uh at arrowhead so with that time's yours Coach, it's just the, the final <clears throat> I mean, for a couple of years you've dealt with some things with marcus and you felt like i've just given him too much rope this is it i gotta stand 
I'm not, listen, I'm not going to get into the, this was something that Marcus and I discussed and I, I'd leave it at that. I, I, I'm not going to get into the whole thing other than I, I had a chance to talk to Marcus and um, I felt this was the right thing to do at this time and not making any more than that. Um, uh, that's, that's where I'm at. <clears throat> Uh, I, I made it off of uh, the, the things that happened, uh, uh, the thing that happened on Sunday there. So, <clears throat> uh, so no, that, uh, when you're suspended, then you, you can't be here to practice now. So. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to leave that. Listen, I'm going to leave all that stuff with Marcus and I. I mean, I'm not going to get into the details. And, uh, I mean, that's not the way I, I roll with these things. I, I deal with the player and man to man and and we talk about it and and uh discuss it and inevitably he'll come back and and uh we'll move on from there so he spent the entire time talking about Marcus Peters talked nothing about the Raiders which is a huge game a humongous contest and he knows his job is on the line i don't know <laughs> I don't know if he'll survive if the Raiders win. This is why we must win this game. It's a tough place to play. It's very loud. You know, they got one of the loudest stadiums, the 12th man deal, and it is really loud. But there's enough Raider fans in there that, uh, you know what, we put the kibosh on a lot of that stuff. It's loud, but trust me, there's a lot of silver and black in the house. It would be very noticeable here in Oakland. And, uh, well, it's noticeable there, too, because there's black all over the place. Now, this is a pivotal game that is very important to the Oakland Raiders for so many reasons. Um, It's a division thing. It's also something that, that might catapult us and start us maybe playing like we did last season. Who knows? Now, we're going to have Crab back, which is really good. Cooper, they're saying, is bad ankle injury. I, I didn't see it. I look at the film. I don't see an injury there on his ankle. I do see that he's a very serious head injury. I'm worried about Cooper. I just don't think it's his ankle. That's my opinion. I think that we should pray for him collectively because i think it's more serious than ankle that's my two cents i'm going to throw that out there now the raiders need to do this in this game they need to score early and stay ahead of the curve hey it's not easy to play there not easy but it's all going to come down to alex smith and is he able to execute at a high level and he's been off a little bit yeah, I think they have to prepare. Uh, we all have to prepare that Amari's not going to play in this game. Yeah, you do. So I think the question I would have is it's whatever they do in the slot. Whether And I haven't seen them really studied them lately, but they got Revis in the mix. Will it be Revis? Will it be Gaines? Will it be Nelson? And I think the question low then would be, could, can Michael Crabtree go in the slot? He doesn't typically go in there. Uh, he's a different you know, route runner inside. But I think, you know, going back to that Thursday night game, the Raiders put up a big number on them, and that was the game of the year in the NFL, one of the top games all year. The Raiders deploying Amari in the slot was the difference in the game. 
without Amari, can you do that with Michael Crabtree against the Chiefs? Can you put him in the slot that much? I think you got to try to put him in the slot, and I think you number 16, you got to see put this guy in the slot. He's fast. He can do things. But I think Patterson, he's shown that he can be a big physical guy. you got to put those guys that can burn and fly, put them out the outside and let them, let them run those guys to death. Make it be a track meet. Get those outside receivers, your speed burners, line them up outside and let them go, and then you put Crabtree in the middle in that slot and see if he can make some hay in there and hopefully he can get some work out of your tight end but i got my speed guys i got them out outside and i want i want patterson to do a lot of running i want that track meet to happen and start often because then in the third and fourth quarter you'll see a little weakness in this i guys. think crabtree can go in there but i don't think he likes to yeah that's a different that's a different hey when you got to start catching balls over the middle and stuff like that yeah you're, You're not a believer in Crabtree running slants over the middle, gets this defense. I, I the, said the he'll do it, yeah, but, but I'm saying he likes being on the yeah, outside. He doesn't you. go in there very much. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. Hey, your big-time receivers, they, they don't like going in there. But Just you got to get him by scheme, They don't though, like right. that. You got to scheme. Patterson, hey, go go hey, earn it. I like him. I he's like physical. him, too. No, he's good. And don't forget, guys, last week, Josh McCown lit up the Chiefs, threw for 331 yards. Kansas City is going to score. The Raiders have to score and not get behind. If we get behind, we're going to stay behind. We're not a come-from-behind team, not this year. It's cr- it's a crazy thing. Last year, that's all we did was come from behind. <laughs> and this year, it's almost impossible. Um, we have to stay ahead, even if it's just by a field goal. But we got to continue to hang in there until the fourth quarter, and then anything can happen. But we cannot go down 21 to nothing because that's where we'll stay pretty much uh, because this team just does not have that turnaround in them like they had last year. Who knows? The Super Freaks might come out. Now, Pagano, I don't think that's any big difference, but we need turnovers and sacks. We need more turnovers and more sacks. It would be wonderful to have that happen at Sparrowhead. But, you know, just the W. That's all we need is the W. And uh, on a side note, doesn't look like Jano's coming back. Rumors are he's done. His back is finished. Wow. What a career. That'll be celebrated for sure. But it's kind of sad for this Raider fan. You know, I've seen him, uh, well, we all have, a highest-scoring Raider in history. Crazy. Well, Trevecchio, you better be ready to pop that ball a lot on Sunday. Uh, You might be called to win the game on Sunday, and that better happen on Sunday. And Sparrowhead, that is about all I have to say about that, other than you do know that Crabtree has got a full week of rest, rehabilitation. He's feeling good. He's going to feel spry. He's going to be happy to play this game. Patterson was awesome last game, so I expect that we shall have a pretty good team offensively. I'm feeling pretty good. The offensive line last week played great. If we can get another performance out of them this Sunday in frigid Sparrowhead, it could be a good contest. I'm looking for a good game. Uh, and that starts at 10 o'clock Pacific time out here in Cali. So get your stuff ready. Get your friends ready. Get your tailgate ready in your backyard and get her done.
And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. All right, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on it. I love it. <laughs> the Raider Nation. Oh, my gosh. What a season we have had together. All right, who's on the line? And our first caller, Raider Malik from Tucson. I love this guy's takes. He's always smart. What's happening, my good brother? Hi, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson calling after the victory this past week. Uh, it's great that we took down the Broncos. I'll give them credit for that. What I'm not going to do is have a knee-jerk reaction and get all fired up because... They played well that day. Uh, I'm just wondering where this was throughout the season. Uh, maybe it's got something to do with Norton being fired. Um, Pagano said he wanted guys to show fire and get to the ball, blah, 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 which they did. You know, we actually had Bruce Irvin siding this, this past week, which was incredible. Um, I just I still don't know what to make of this team, man. Uh, supposedly, like I said, they still have a chance to get in the playoffs, but... The inconsistencies, you know, it's it's frustrating. And it was great to see Marshawn getting the ball a lot, but that's probably because, you know, they had two receivers go out, one with a concussion and one with a knucklehead play. You know, actually, I want to get to that, Crabtree. You know, when he came over, you know, that was one of the things that I was always worried about was, you know, he's sometimes he just seemed a little immature, and he, you know, he's been solid for us, man. I'm not gonna take that away. He's been solid. You know, he's had a few drops in there, but he's been solid. Uh, this thing with uh, Talib, I, I don't get it. I mean, is it about you or the team, man? You know, and the fact that reports are saying that before the game, he, you know, he taped down his necklace because he was anticipating something going down. I mean, where, where are your teammates? Where are the leaders in that locker room to say? What are you doing? Why do you have to wear the chain in the first place? What What is that about? What What are you trying to prove out there? You want to prove something, go out there and score some points. That's what you got to do. And I understand people saying he was just following through with the block and all of that. I get that. But when you're out of bounds, you know, just just stop, you know. And he knew he knows damn well he was actually trying to get a little more into that. And then a fight afterwards, you know, where they, they have broken it up and they start fighting the game. He's got his helmet off with his mouthpiece in his mouth, you know, taking swings and all that crap. It just looked like an idiot, man. And, you know, once again, you know, the Raiders, typical Raider lore, just looking like fools sometimes. And supposed to have, you know, the eye on the prize. And we came to get that straight. Uh, I just, I don't know what to say about that. Um, but I was happy that the defense showed up. If they could do that the rest of the year consistently, that'd be wonderful. Um, it's just, man, now, you know, Crabtree's out two games. He may he may kill us, you know. He may kill us having that chance of getting to the playoffs if we, you know, actually have that opportunity. And he's got no one to, to blame but himself, and the team has no one to blame but themselves because, like I said, there's no leaders in that locker room apparently. I mean, how does that even happen, you know? I just don't get that. And Del Rio, 
usual thing, just blah, blah, blah this and blah, blah, blah that. Um, yeah, I'm just going to end on that, okay? I'm happy we got the victory, you know, just to end on a happy note. But uh, it's just it's just sad to see that. And just stupidity sometimes it seems to rule this team, and uh, we just got to move on. So glad we got the win. Looking forward to the next, to the next game, and uh, I'll definitely be watching. All right, this is Raider Malik in Tucson, Raider Nation. Peace. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, thank you for everything. Have a good day. Take care. Well said. The buffoonery on the field, it was nuts, as you said. And I already commented on this. And, uh, yeah, I, I said exactly how I feel. There's no discipline in the locker room that, that goes along with, you know, other things. Marshawn Lynch and his buffoonery this year. Uh, I just think it's uh, just a loose cannon of a locker room. Um, they try to keep it together, but it just seems like uh, there's not enough strong personalities in there. I know the defense is pretty good, but um, who's there in the offensive side of the ball to show the wisdom? Well, we got Marshawn Lynch. That's funny because he's just as big a buffoon as anybody else uh, with his shenanigans. So I feel you, bro. We might make the playoffs. I hope so, because it'll be a game at home. An extra prize for Raider Greg. Thanks for the call, brother. Inside as well. Our next caller is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider. He's in the house. What you got for us, Anthony? Raider Nation, this is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider. And, uh, you know... What a win. A win over the Giants. Um, you know, they're not the best team. They're the 2-9 and nine Giants with a lot of turmoil. But it was a game that we were supposed to win. It's a game that we were supposed to win and we did win. And I'll take it. Um, you know, I think that the concerns that you've identified, Raider Craig, in, in the previous uh, podcast, you know, and that we all agree with, um, we still have them. I mean, the thing is, Raider Greg, this coaching staff is not not the right staff to take us to the next level. Um, I'll leave judgment out for Pagano, but, you know, Downing's the wrong guy for the coordinator position. And as awesome as Jack Dovrio is and as loved as he is, you know, he was the right guy three years ago to take us to where we're at, and now we need a different guy to take us to that next level. Um, but anyway, that's all the negativity. Let's just rejoice in this win. You know, I'm happy we won. And you know what? We're tied for first place. And as shocked as I am about that, um, if we went out, I will be totally wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I am eating my words about the coaching staff and this team and we make a deep playoff run. I hope they prove me wrong. Because I love my Raiders, we love our Raiders, and uh, you know we just want to win. If Downing can turn around and become a creative guru and offensive genius this next month, great. <laughs> you know, great. Never would I have been so happy to have been wrong. Um, so we'll see. You know where it goes. We've got Kansas City coming up this week. Um, you know, and like I said, I hope I'm wrong about this coaching staff because at the end of the day. I just want to win. 
you know, last year we were so good and we still don't look like last year's team. And that does still concern me. You know, if we make the playoffs, which right now tie for first place in the AFC West is very plausible. Um, you know, we're going to have to play better than how we're playing. And we're going to be going up against some good coaching in the playoffs. And our coaches are going to have to step up their game. But I think that we can do it. Um, you know, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm just glad that we're still in it. And that this last month of, uh, of the season, December, you know, we're playing for something. So we've got KC coming up this, uh, this Sunday. And, uh, you know, they're on a five or four game losing streak, whatever it is. Um, you know, but you know that they'll be up to play us and we will be up to play them. And I just hope we can go there and beat them. Raiders, I'm out. Yeah, the Giants are a mess. We should have won that game. We did. It's good. Um, the Chiefs are starting to implode a little. I do like that. Uh, gives me hope that we can beat them. We shouldn't take them for granted. But uh, we already beat them once. I mean, who's to say we can't beat them twice, even in their house? Um, nothing will be as exciting as that game. That is Joe. Craziest game I have ever seen in Oakland. Thank you for the call, brother. Um, I think we can beat KC. And our next caller, as expected, my very good brother, and my ears and eyes on the ground there in Kansas City. It's Raider Dan. He is in the house. I love this guy. What's happening, my Raider brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Yeah, I heard about the thievery is still on the last show. But let's talk about what's coming up this week. Raiders and the Chiefs. Yes, Raider Greg. I will be there. Love the victory against the Giants. You know, it's crazy. It's almost like everything's lining up for us. I still don't know if we can win a division, but it is not impossible to win a division. But, boy, it would be so sweet to put the nail in the coffin of the Chiefs on the way to winning the division. Cooper and Crabtree be back. Uh, Cordell Passing, he's a baller. He's a player. He doesn't get enough run for it off the fire. He's better than Seth Roberts. Firing Ken Norton, it makes a big difference. You know, our secondary still sucks, you know, and our new coordinator likes Sean Smith. But I'll say this much. He knows what to do with that front seven. He knows how to move Mac around, give Alton playing time because the dude can play. You know, but when they're saying that, as you call it, going to Sparrowhead. And I guarantee you, Raider Greg and Raider Randy, Raider Nation is going to invade Arrowhead. Chiefs fans are dead. They don't care about their team. The ticket prices are plummeting. We will invade that crappy place. And take it over. Raider Nation! And that is exactly what I'm talking about. He just spelled it out. I, I said it a long time ago here, but the fans roll. 
into Sparrowhead by the thousands. <laughs> Raider Nation rolls in, especially now that the prices are dropping. Oh, it's going to get very black in Sparrowhead. And that's very cool. Um, their fans are busted and blown out <laughs> and pissed off. I do love it. I'm sure he loves it. Living there, I'm sure it's great to hear the fans bitching and complaining. I do love that. And this is our opportunity to put the nail in the coffin of the Chiefs. I didn't even really think about it. But, yeah, if we win this game, the Chiefs are O-U-T. They are out of the playoff picture. And there really would be nothing sweeter than to do it at their house. And I really think Andy Reid's ass is going to be very hot. <laughs> he could be a casualty, believe it or not, at the end of the season if they go down the ball of flames. I mean, this this team was just blowing everybody away and then fell off the edge of the earth, which is uh, crazy. I'm happy, but, man, can you imagine being a fan in Kansas City? You're beat, we're beating everybody, and then it's just turned off like a faucet. Same players, same coaches. That would be tough to deal with here in the silver and black. I could tell you that for sure. Uh, it'd be worse to have that happen than the crappy season we've been having in this season for sure. Um, <laughs> it'd be way worse because, you know, you'd expect way more from your team. I just think the locker rooms lost it. Uh, all the questions about Alex Smith and all that. It could be a really good game, easier than I think, but it's going to be tough. But what a contest. Be great to see. Thank you for the call, brother. I knew I'd get it. I hope I get a victory call after the game, bro. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Renation Podcast. We're sorry it's late. Uh, Randy, if you didn't hear, Randy had his laptop stolen out of his car here while he was here in the Bay Area. So uh, not an uncommon uh, situation here. So if you do come to the Bay Area, don't put anything where people can see it when you park your car or you will not have it whenever you come back. That is the fact for sure in the Bay Area. So we had a late show. Our last show came out late because, you know, he really worked his ass off, uh, Randy, to get that show out. He's going to do the same on this show. So keep your calls coming. Got a big game coming up Sunday. Get yourself ready. Strap yourselves in. I hope the Raiders are ready to do it. It would be so sweet for a victory at Sparrowhead. I cannot even tell you. Well, I don't need to. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.